Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have the director for the Center for Nonprofit Leadership joining us as our feature interview. Stick with us. You don't want to miss it. We hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Thanks for joining us. Michael Anderson is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit Maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now here's your host, Michael Anderson. Today's feature interview is with Dina Jensen. Dina is the director of the Center for Nonprofit Leadership at California Lutheran University. She has over 20 years' experience with executive leadership in the nonprofit sector. Dina has a master's in public policy from USC and a political science degree from CSU Long Beach. Dina, thank you for being our feature interview today. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Mike. You're doing so much in Ventura County with the nonprofit sector. How did you get into nonprofit work? Well, I really look at my job in the nonprofit sector as a marriage of my personal and professional passions, Um, my commitment to community and making the world a better place. But my journey here was actually rather accidental. I was completing my public policy degree at USC. I needed one extra class and there was an elective course in nonprofit management that happened to be taught by the CEO of the Natural History Museum in the curatorial department in the basement of the Natural History Museum in Los Angeles. And over the course of the semester, I absolutely fell in love, fell in love with nonprofits, their role as part of our social society, and the important work that they're doing to change the world. I was absolutely hooked and I've been in the industry ever since. Wow, that's great. If we look at, you know, you've been in it 20 years now, over 20 years, and here in Ventura County, there's a lot going on in the nonprofit sector. Sometimes we forget about that or we don't realize that. Can you give us an overview and tell us about the nonprofit sector here in Ventura County? Sure. Well, I'll say that Every individual, every neighbor that we have, every citizen in Ventura County comes in contact with nonprofits every single day. And just from an economic standpoint, we're talking about 3,300 registered nonprofit organizations headquartered in Ventura County. That represent about $2.7 billion in revenues on an annual basis and $5.1 billion in assets. We're talking about a significant part of our local economy. Estimates suggest we have over 40,000 employees in the nonprofit sector, and that's not taking into consideration the countless numbers of volunteers and dedicated board members that contribute their time to causes that truly matter to them. My husband and I moved here 15 years ago, and I considered myself so fortunate to have the best job in town. I didn't have to pick one nonprofit. I got to serve and be of service to all of the sector, and I consider myself so fortunate in that. 
But I will say that our nonprofit sector has some pretty considerable challenges in that um, when we compare ourselves to Santa Barbara, we compare ourselves to Los Angeles, and we compare ourselves to the state of California, our nonprofits take in about 50% less than those counterparts in other communities. In 2016, nonprofits had revenues, um, per capita revenues, just below $3,150 per resident. Donations to our local nonprofits would have to grow to increase about 90%, even to reach the state average of $6,000 per resident. So we have some really important work to do to strengthen the sector, to strengthen these important organizations, as well as to really build a culture of philanthropy here in Ventura County. That's fascinating. When we talk about the nonprofits, I had no idea it was so large with 40,000 employees in this sector. When you describe it and we're not getting the amount of uh, revenue that maybe LA County or Santa Barbara County is getting, would you say that is one of the biggest issues or what are the most pressing issues that we're facing in this nonprofit sector here? Well, fundraising always keeps nonprofit leaders, board members, staff members, and volunteers up at night. We have important jobs to do. We're trying to solve incredibly important issues and uh, societal problems. Big job to do, and there's never quite enough resources to take important things that are having impact to scale. And I think our business model is is a major challenge in that we depend on the generosity of community members. We depend on relationships with the corporate and public sector to make sure that we have sufficient resources and being really business savvy in making sure that we have a diversified portfolio of revenues and that we're smart about cash flow and cash flow projections. It's a really important component. But many of us didn't go to business school. Many of us went to social work school or went into public health school wanted to change the world in the nonprofit sector was the way that we did that. Um, so I think it's important to recognize that we're running small businesses and changing the world simultaneously. I think that's a really important point. And I know that's a big role for the Center for Nonprofit Leadership is to try and help these nonprofits run their nonprofit a little bit more like a business and have it be successful and in, in fulfilling its kind of goals and its mission. And I want to ask you about that. Maybe you can give us an, a highlight of what what the Cal Lutheran Center for Nonprofit Leadership is. Sure. Well, our newly adopted tagline is helping you do your good work better. Um, Because these are really people who have made demonstrated commitments to changing the world, making sure people don't get left behind and that we have sufficient safety net for those most in need. But all the way through to recreational um, opportunities for our children, the theater, live theater experiences, and everything in between. The nonprofit sector here in Ventura County has been truly blessed by having a local resource like the Center for Nonprofit Leadership, which is considered um, or called Management Support Organization. We specialize in capacity building and leadership development for the nonprofit sector. Now, obviously, we engage corporate and public sector partners because really our ecosystem is very dependent on us all working together. And when you think about early childhood literacy, you think about food security affordable housing. It's going to take all of us working in concert in order to move the needle in those areas. The nonprofit sector covers so many things. We have some that are very, very big nonprofits. We have some that are very small nonprofits. If we're talking to maybe a smaller nonprofit that's trying to build and be bigger. Can you talk to us about that with regards to the leadership building and how that might be an issue and how how they are working on that to try and grow and to try and 
you know, what are some things they could do or what are some things that are always on a nonprofit's mind when they're small trying to get a little bigger? Sure. Well, I would say that um, these organizations have life cycles. They have particular inflection moments and times of uh, predictable crisis and predictable opportunities to take things to scale. So an intervention that would work for a small emerging startup nonprofit organization is probably going to look very different from what we would do for more sophisticated, more developed organizations. So there's not a one-size-fits-all. So although I will say the 50-plus people who volunteer their time as our faculty are so incredible at their ability to adapt in the classroom environment to meet the needs of individuals where they are and where their organizations are. And to create a co-learning environment where our participants are just as likely to learn from their peers in a co-learning environment as they would from a subject matter expert who might be facilitating the workshop. I think leadership development and adaptive capacity and the ability to truly engage volunteers and board members and really being supportive of board members who are willing to take on that really important fiduciary responsibility of providing oversight to these organizations is is a thread that goes all the way through regardless of the size of the organization. And I think investing in board leadership is one of the strong currencies that our nonprofit sector has. I mean, sure, we always need financial resources, and we certainly need qualified, competent, ethical staff. But I really think that the heart of the enterprise is at the board level, and that when you get that right, something really magical occurs. Yeah, that's a good point. I think any nonprofit is going to do very well with a strong board that's very capable. And if you have maybe weaker members that are on the board that aren't doing as well to invest in their growth to help the nonprofit do and fulfill its mission, it's going to struggle. I've seen that. I've been on boards. I've observed that before. And I've also been to the Center for Nonprofit Leadership events before and they've been they've been wonderful let's talk about this so the center just celebrated its first anniversary at california lutheran university so what are, what are some of the goals that you have here for year two and the priorities you have sure. in place well i'll tell you that there have been opportunities around every corner at california lutheran university they have been uh, tremendously welcome to the center and to the nonprofit sector creating space for learning i think it was very much a mission aligned investment by bringing um, the center to campus also allows us to swim further upstream and to capture the hearts of younger people at times when they're really looking for things that that they can embrace. We've also been able to um, work in concert with our faculty across campus by bringing nonprofits into the class and bringing students out into nonprofits. That had always been happening at Cal Lutheran, but I think now the center can play a role as a resource to faculty to make sure that we have deep connections to our student talent, our faculty talent into the nonprofit sector. Year two, really excited. We're going to be focusing on the rollout of our organizational membership strategy, which is going to really change our relationship with nonprofit organizations. No longer are you going to have to find one person to send off to training because that's what the training budget affords. We're going to be having more of a subscription-based model where organizations will pay one fee based on their operating budget. And they'll be able to sell, send multiple people and teams to our workshops at no additional cost. So it really shifts our relationship to a deeper commitment to making sure that these organizations not only survive, but that they thrive. 
a big push on board development. I think you're absolutely right. There are some fantastic people around the boardroom, and there's even more people in the community who are emerging leaders and high performers in our corporate community that we need to get on these boards so that they can bring their talent to bear. And we really see our role in making sure that when they hit the boardroom, they're crystal clear about the responsibilities that they have accepted, that they feel like they have the skills and tools to be engaged board members, and that the organizations know how to absorb that new talent. That's really well said. That's some very good information for for nonprofits and people that are involved with nonprofits. Our guest today is Dina Jensen. She's the director for the nonprofit Center for Nonprofit Leadership at Cal Lutheran University. Our last question, how can listeners get more involved and find out more about what you're doing with the Center for Nonprofit Leadership? Well, I would encourage all of your listeners to have deep relationships with nonprofits, whether that be as a volunteer or a donor, um, and to serve as an ambassador on behalf of the Center for Nonprofit Leadership and help us spread the word that our faculty are phenomenal and that the center is here to help. So just by visiting our website, I would encourage folks to take a look at our workshop calendar and to explore the many ways to support the center's work. For more information about the Center for Nonprofit Leadership, you can go to callutheran.edu backslash CNL. Thank you for being on the program today, Dina. Thanks for having me, Mike. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Here's a local group we want you to know about. Nonprofit Spotlight, brought to you by All Hall, serving Ventura County for all of your cleanup and junk removal needs. Visit allhallllc.com or call 805-643-4285. Today our Nonprofit Spotlight is Kidstream, the Children's Museum of Ventura County. This is an emerging museum. We're getting closer to making it a reality. I absolutely love this. The website is kidstream.org. And today we have Kristen Ackle joining us. Thanks for being here, Kristen. Thanks for having me. I love seeing the plans on kidstream.org. I see them online. Kristen, can you share with our listeners, what is Kidstream? Absolutely. Kidstream is an emerging children's museum. And we plan on opening in the next couple of years. We leave it a little bit open just because that's one of the commonly asked questions. We are right now in the process of securing our site in Camarillo. We want to be in the former library building. It's right next door to the Boys and Girls Club. It's on a campus with a lot of other uh, community activities, and it's highly accessible to many of those who have to travel into the area. And that is a former library, so there's a bus stop, ample parking, It's a wonderful space. We want to actually convert the outdoor space as well. So we would have about 30,000 square feet of indoor-outdoor informal learning opportunities for the children of Ventura County. Our mission is actually to create a space where children can explore, play, and discover, and hopefully instilling in them to become lifelong learners. The real hope is that we actually have access, accessibility to all of the children in Ventura County and to be part of organizations like Museums for All, which allows for children that are on free and reduced lunch programs to actually go in and go for free to the museum. We would like it to be something that um, is highly accessible, and part of that is actually our outreach right now is all free. We have a lot of events out in the community. In fact, we have one coming up 
October 7th. It's a Studio Channel Islands. It's the Global Cardboard Challenge. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm not. Tell it's, me about that. Yeah, it's essentially a an upcycling event where we encourage people to think outside the box, literally, where we have children and their families come in, and we have ample cardboard and other upcyclable materials. And it was inspired by a little boy in Los Angeles named uh, Kane, and it was Kane's Arcade. And ever since, I think, about nine years ago, when he first had his arcade at his dad's uh, auto shop, other people have been inspired to create the Global Cardboard Challenge after that. And so we are going to be the Ventura County host for the Global Cardboard Challenge this year. And when is that again? It's Saturday, October 7th. Okay, great. You know, Kidstream, I see the website. You guys are getting closer to making this a reality. The pictures look phenomenal with what you guys are doing. What does Kidstream need help with from the community? How can we help you? Well, we are actually about to launch our capital campaign. There's a, you know, so obviously uh, we'd love to talk to anybody who's interested in, you know, sponsoring exhibits or gallery space. Another thing that we actually are building up right now is a volunteer base. We have a lot of really interested people when we're at events and they're excited about it and they say, how can I help? And those are two key ways, um, early donors and volunteers, because we are a strictly volunteer organization. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with KidStream? Uh, if you go to our website, you can actually contact us at info at kidstream.org, probably be the primary uh, method of contact. You'll see us at events throughout the county, as I mentioned. We'll be at one October 7th. A lot of people like to come by and drop their cards, and we'll be in communication with people that way as well. But right now, until we have a location or a physical site, email is probably the easiest way to access us. Our nonprofit spotlight today is KidStream, the Children's Museum of Ventura County. To learn more, go to kidstream.org. Kristen, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Get ready to take some notes. It's time for the two-minute drill with Michael Anderson on Big Money in the 805. Two-minute drill. Grab a piece of paper and a pencil. It's time for today's two-minute drill. Brought to you by Spanish Hills Country Club. Taste the elegance. Golf, athletic, and social memberships. Visit SpanishHillsCC.com or call Cindy, 805-388-5000. Today's principle is all about taxes. We've all heard Benjamin Franklin's famous quote, In this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. And you might have heard the quote from Albert Einstein. He says this about taxes. The hardest thing in the world to understand is the income tax. Now, who helps you with your taxes each year? Do you do it yourself? Do you have the same person work with you each year? When you think about taxes and your financial situation, we have to understand that it's not about avoiding taxes, but it is about minimizing taxes. There might be ways for you to work smart and minimize your taxes. The one example I want to share with you today is called tax loss harvesting. If you have one investment and it has gained some money and you have another investment and that has lost some money, it might be possible to sell both of these investments and avoid paying taxes because the gains offset the losses. 
Now, I'm not a tax specialist, and you should consult a tax specialist with regards to your personal situation. But today's lesson is to work smarter, not harder with your money and your taxes. Know where you have gains and know where you have losses and see if they can make an offsetting situation with each other. If you need additional help, you can go to napfa.org to find an advisor near you, or you can contact me directly. I'd be happy to work with you. Go to my website, marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. You're tuned in to Big Money in the 805 with Michael Anderson. Now it's time for Michael to go to the mailbag and answer some questions from listeners. Mailbag, we answer your questions about money, Wall Street, and local issues. Brought to you by AllocationLink.com, investment management that is low cost, smart, and accessible by all. Learn more at AllocationLink.com. And we start with Richard from Ventura. Richard asks, where can I go to get a review of my financial items? I have annuities. I have investments. I want a second opinion. Please help. Well, Richard, thanks for writing in. We appreciate that question. And, you know, the second opinion is one of these things. I think it's a great idea. We often think about this, but we don't do it. And what I'm going to encourage you, Richard, is to do it. Get a second opinion. Take all of your financial stuff. Get it all together in the shoebox. Find someone you can go talk to about it. Now, you can go to napfa.org. I always talk about that. You can find a fee-only advisor near you. Uh, you can also contact me directly. I'm on napfa.org, but I'm also at marinantha.com. And here's what I would do. I'd take all of your material that you brought in, your financial matters. I'd lay them all out, and I'd look at them, and I'd say, here are the areas where you're doing good. Here are the areas where we probably want to spend some time and look at these a little bit more. And here are the areas that are not doing good. And it takes a good one to two meetings to be able to understand that and have those conversations. So you will probably have to pay some money to get that type of work. Now, the first meeting, when you get together just to say, hey, can you look at my stuff and tell me if we should have a paid meeting? That's free. But when you get together and dive down into it, you should be looking to pay anywhere from $100 probably to $500, depending on the complexity and the nature of what you have, to get that review. And that's how you get objective, conflict of interest-free advice, where you're getting true help on figuring out what you need to have done, and someone that's really there, is paid to help you, has the experience to know what you should be doing, what you're doing good, what you're not doing good. So Richard, that's my answer. Get some help. Napfa.org, I think, is the best place to go. And I'd be happy to look at it for you if you'd like. And the next question from the mailbag is from Bob in Thousand Oaks. Bob asks, what is an ETF? Is this better than my mutual fund? Oh, Bob, good question. We're getting a lot of these. We're seeing exchange-traded fund. That is an ETF. It's an exchange-traded fund. A mutual fund is a basket of stocks and bonds and cash. And a mutual fund has someone, a manager, that's overseeing which stocks and bonds they're going to be buying in that mutual fund. So there's a higher cost with having a mutual fund. An exchange-traded fund, there's no manager to manage what's in there. But typically, you know what's in there, and maybe it's an index fund that kind of tracks the S&P 500 or some other basket of stocks and bonds and cash. What we're seeing nowadays, more people are using these ETFs because it costs less to have them. 
It's a lot less than these mutual funds. So a lot more popular nowadays to use ETFs rather than mutual funds. I can't tell you one is worse than the other or one is better than the other, but what is very obvious is exchange-traded funds, most cases are less cost internally than mutual funds. So I hope that answers your question or helps you out. And our final question is from Jessica in Ojai. Jessica asks, how do I buy a home in Ventura County? Well, Jessica, one thing that people say with buying a home in Ventura, you buy a lotto ticket. If you win, you can buy a home in Ventura County. The other thing I could tell you is there's three things with buying a home that you need to know about. Three quick, down and dirty things you need to know. You need to have your credit, good credit. You need to have a good job with good income. And then you also need to have a down payment of some sort. Now, if you understand those three things and you dive into saying, what do I need to know to really kind of make this work? I believe that it is possible. Now, it may not happen overnight, but I believe that it's possible. And the way you do it, you get good credit, make sure you're good there. Your income, if your income's not good, maybe yours and your spouse, or you can have a co-signer. You can talk with a loan officer about how to make your income work for buying a house to afford that. And then the down payment, it's getting a little easier with some of these. You don't need to have 20%. You might be able to have 3.5%. And in some areas, it's even 100% financing. So a good loan officer will be able to help you with understanding that. What I'd recommend before you get to that point is just saving as much money as possible. Hopefully you're maxing out your 401k and retirement vehicles, and hopefully you're able to save enough money to be able to afford that mortgage and what that's going to cost. It is getting more expensive, but I believe where there's a will, there's a way. Keep at it, and uh, you'll be able to make it happen. So good luck to you, Jessica. And if you have any questions for the mailbag, submit it online at marinantha.com. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. You don't need to have a million dollars. You don't need to have $100,000. You can get started with as little as $250 today. The secret to investing is regular contributions and giving it time to grow. Please check out my website online. I think it will be a great resource for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management that is smart, low cost, and automatic. Please visit AllocationLeak.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on iTunes, Big Money in the 805. All previous shows are also on Marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Special thanks to our friends at Social Tap Restaurant. Send in a question for the mailbag and you could win a $25 gift card to Social Tap. If you need any help with your financial matters, you can always contact me online at marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or you can leave me a message on my answering service, 805-665-3767. Have a great week and join us again next time. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? 
Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately. 805-665-3767 or visit him online, maranatha.com. M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Michael Anderson is local and fiduciary. No commissions, no gimmicks. Call and leave a message today. 805-665-3767.